Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Liz Wheeler Show. Guys, I have the best worst video to watch with you. I actually laughed my head off when I first saw this video, even though. It's not funny per se, but it is humorous at a certain point to see woke corporations completely self-destruct. Like, sit back. Think about what we've watched happen with Bud Light, right? They lit $6 billion of their own value on fire intentionally by hiring Dylan Mulvaney as a spokesperson, even though their audience, their consumer base is like red-blooded, red, white, and blue American who know the difference between men and women. Yet they hired a man pretending to be a woman to be their spokesperson. Just the most bananas move in history. And a lot of people are saying, okay, well, Bud Light did that in pursuit of an ESG score. And that's correct. I said that too. That's not incorrect. But there's an additional element that conservatives are missing here. Miller Lite has jumped on this bandwagon. Miller Lite came out with their own super viral woke ad, which we are going to watch shortly. And I'm actually interested to see what happens to Miller Lite's value, their valuation. I'm actually interested to see how many billions of their dollars that they have set on fire. And this is where I think conservatives are missing the point. Um, Yes, we're correct when we say that woke corporations are pursuing not profit first, they're pursuing their ESG metric first. That's true, of course, that's obvious. However, I think that we're missing the point that it's not just woke corporations being dismissive of profit in favor of politics. Woke corporations are made up of woke people, right? A corporation is not this autonomous entity in and of itself. A woke corporation is run by radical leftist activists. That's what makes it a woke corporation. Well, these radical leftist activists aren't just dismissive of profit. They actively, actively want to abolish capitalism. They hate that which they are a part of. They don't think billion-dollar businesses should even be allowed to exist. They don't think billionaires should be allowed to exist. So we're going to watch this Miller Lite ad, and then we are going to, you know, speculate on how much money they have lit on fire. It's it's not funny, but it is kind of funny. I think you're going to enjoy watching it. Also, also the Durham report. Finally, the Durham report has been released after how many years have we been waiting? The Durham report, this was what, 2015, 16, that's eight years eight years, not, he's not been investigating eight years, but this wrongdoing was inflicted on our country at the hands of the Obama-Biden Department of Justice and FBI using Trump as a stooge to target us. Durham has finally come out with his report that focused specifically not on whether Russian collusion existed. That was the Mueller investigation. Durham focused on whether the FBI had proper predication Uh, on which to base their investigation of Trump. Crossfire Hurricane was the name of that investigation. And Durham, of course, found, no, the FBI had nothing. The FBI, in fact, knew that everything that they were using as quote-unquote evidence to open this probe of Trump was a big, fat lie. And not only did the FBI know this, not only did the Department of Justice know this, guess who else was aware of this? Guess who else was specifically briefed about Hillary Clinton's plot to take down Trump using false allegations of Russian collusion. That's right. If you guessed Barack Obama and you guessed Joe Biden, 
then you would be correct. So we're going to go through this report together today, and we are going to look at some of the finer points of corruption and criminality that the FBI used um, in their efforts to harness, weaponize the power of the federal government against Trump. Also, 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 I... I'm smiling even as I say this. I'm so excited that we are launching LizWheeler.com this week, our new website, which we've been working on for literally months. This is a project that, I mean, it's taken us this entire year to build this website. And what can you find on this website? You can find articles that the mainstream media doesn't want you to be reading. I'm talking about COVID studies, stories about reporting about transgender issue. Uh, issues, anything about the medical industry, the education industry, things, institutions that have been captured by radical leftists. We're going to talk about that on LizWheeler.com. It's also, whenever we talk about one of these topics on the show and I reference a study or I use a fact or a piece of reporting to substantiate the the opinion that I'm sharing with you or the point that I'm making, you're going to be able to find that on LizWheeler.com. We're also launching a newsletter because, let's be real, YouTube is on the verge. They're about this close from kicking me off. There are about 350,000 of you who have subscribed to my YouTube channel. I desperately do not want to lose contact with you. So um, put your email down, sign up for my email list, sign up for this newsletter. It's gonna come a couple times a week to make sure you didn't miss any of the good stuff. Um, and yeah, just check out LizWheeler.com. I don't have any other call to action really. I just, I, I'm excited to show you. I'm excited to hear what you think of it. If you see anything that needs to be ironed out, maybe a typo here, a, a photo that doesn't load properly there, um, let us know. Drop drop your thoughts in the comment section on lizwheeler.com and uh, share it. Share it with your friends and your family. Text it to anybody who you think might be interested in being part of our community, but lizwheeler.com. Okay, guys, we have a huge show, so let's get to it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so... Did Miller Lite just release an ad, and this ad has gone viral already. Did Miller Lite just release an ad as woke or woker than Bud Light? If you had asked me this two days ago, I would have thought that you were just pulling my leg. You were just yanking my chain. I would have said that is not possible. No one would be as stupid as Bud Light was when they hired Dylan Mulvaney as their spokesperson. No one could possibly be that stupid. Even woke corporations pursuing an ESG score like at the end of the day, they got to look at their bottom line, right? Evidently not. Here's a little known fact. Women were among the very first to brew beer ever. From Mesopotamia to the Middle Ages to colonial America, women were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. Wow. 
Look at this Wild. It's time beer made it up to women. So today, Miller Lite is on a mission to clean up not just their shit, but the whole beer industry's shit. Miller Lite has been scouring the internet for all this shit and buying it back so that they can turn it into good shit for women brewers. Literally, good shit. How, you ask? Ladies, take it away. First, we turn the bad shit into compost. Then we feed compost to worms. Push out beautiful fertilizer. That good shit helps farmers grow quality hops which is then donated to women brewers to make their own really good shit. But there's definitely more shit out there. In your attic, in the garage, in your parents' basement. Send any shit you got into Miller Lite and they'll turn that into good shit too. Oh. So here's to women, because without us, there would be no beer. all it's not attractive when women curse it's just not there may be women watching this show who curse and who are going to contradict me i'm right i'm not saying i never curse sometimes i do because i'm not perfect it's not attractive when women curse so i don't know what miller light is trying to turn women into i'd also be interested in what percentage of beer brewers in our country are women because they're acting like women are the backbone of the of the beer brewing industry and i am hugely skeptical of this claim, hugely skeptical of this claim. This ad is so off-putting. It's actually bananas to me that Miller Lite would release something like this in the wake of what Bud Light did. Like, okay, the only thing that I will say, let me, let me interject a comment here. The only thing that I will say is that five years ago, we would all be boycotting Miller Lite for this kind of ad because we'd be like, we don't want this stupid, <laughs> this stupid feminist stuff. I'm not going to curse here because I literally just told ladies not to curse, so that would be a lovely look. We would we would boycott Miller Lite over this kind of feminist garbage, but you know at least they're using actual women, I suppose. This I don't understand it, or I didn't understand it until Henry Rogers at the Daily Caller. This is actually the second tweet. Henry Rogers at the Daily Caller found who is the head of marketing at Miller Lite. Her name is Sophia Colucci. And this is a tweet that Sophia Colucci sent out into the world that just gives you a little bit of an idea of where her politics lie. Um, let me bring this up so that we can all see this. We can all read this. Um, this is what she said. This was on June 1st of 2020. Sophia Colucci, the head of marketing at Miller Lite, reposted a post from Barack Obama. Barack Obama posted a picture of a George Floyd mural and said, as millions of people across the country take to the streets to raise their voices in response to the killing of George Floyd, et cetera, et cetera. Sophia Colucci, the head of marketing at Miller Lite, said, if only we had his leadership right now, his suggestions on how to take action are helpful. Okay. So the head of marketing at Miller Lite is a radical leftist who supported the Black Lives Matter riots that not only destroyed, you know, Black-owned businesses, $2 billion worth of damage, um, but also were based on Marxism. And I don't, I don't just say that as an empty threat or an empty um, ad hominem, an empty insult. The Black Lives Matter movement is literally based on Marxists. The two women who founded it are self-avowed Marxists. Patrice Coolers and Alicia Garza say that they are trained Marxists. So this woman... Sophia Colucci, the head of marketing at Miller Lite, who I can only assume either created this ad or certainly gave her stamp of, of approval for it, 
admired an organization built on Marxism. And this is the point that I think conservatives have missed. When we've been analyzing this Bud Light situation, this, this boycott, the most successful, devastating boycott in, I mean, in the history of anything I can remember in political boycotts, we talk often about how these woke corporations are willing to sacrifice some profit in pursuit of an ESG score. That's true, but there's one, there's one element where it's a little bit deeper than that, right? When you have individuals, these, these very woke individuals like Sofia Colucci at these companies, it's not that they're just willing to sacrifice what they believe to be somebody else's money, right? The valuation of the com- company, I'm sure, doesn't impact their salary. But they're not just willing to sacrifice this market value. Marxists are anti-capitalists. Marxists actually want to abolish capitalism. And what is capitalism? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Capitalism is, a, is the free market. Capitalism is a business entering the marketplace for an exchange of goods or services. So these beer companies are the perfect embodiment of exactly the type of capitalism that Marxists hate. And so when you populate your company, especially people in positions of leadership or people who have a public-facing role or who create advertisements that represent your business to the public, when you populate those positions, not just with silly, woke Gen Zers or lazy, woke millennials, but when you populate them with Marxist activists, well, it's not just gonna cost you money because they're gonna pursue ESG, they're actively going to destroy the value of your company because they're actively looking to abolish capitalism, actively. And I know some people are gonna say, well, how do you know that this woman, Sofia Colucci, is an actual Marxist? Did she ever say that she was an actual Marxist? And no, 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 no. That is completely missing the point. There is no need, I repeat, zero need for Sofia Colucci to verbally admit that she is a Marxist. Is she a Marxist or is she just a stupid leftist? Can you call her a Marxist? Can you, can you label her a Marxist? Can you identify her as a Marxist if she hasn't said that she's a Marxist? The answer to that is, yeah, you can. And you should. Because the hallmark of be, one of the hallmarks of being a Marxist is not admitting that you're a Marxist. Marxists understand, and this goes all the way back to the Frankfurt School in Germany, these original cultural Marxists that transformed Karl Marx, Frederick Engels, economic Marxism into the cultural Marxism that we are familiar with in our country today, they were the ones all the way back then who understood that if they named their their enterprise the Institute for Marxism, which is what they originally intended to name it, that it would turn people off. And they wanted people to accept their ideas, even though their ideas were just repackaged Marxism. They wanted people to accept their ideas without the quote-unquote preconceived bias 
against Marxism. This is a literal hallmark characteristic of a Marxist is not identifying that you are a Marxist. Some of them do. Some of them do. Kimberly Crenshaw did. That's fine. Um, Patrice Coolers and Alicia Garza did. That's fine. There are communists and Marxists who identify as such, but not all of them do. And just because not all of them do doesn't mean they aren't. It just means they haven't said so. Which brings me to this next story. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is probably a perfect example of this. She is not just a Democrat. She's not just a liberal. She's not just a far leftist. She's very obviously a Marxist. There's She identifies, I think, as a democratic socialist, or she was part of the DSA, the Democrat Socialists of America. Um, It's kind of an obscure political party for loser communists, young loser communists. Um, She was part of that crowd, whether or not she calls herself a Marxist, it's very obvious that she ideologically is a communist. You and I can see that. You are not a proponent of the Green New Deal, which not only abolishes fossil fuel, but prohibits air travel and taxes cow farts and prohibits red meat and turns us into a socialist hellhole. That's what the Green New Deal was. You don't embrace something like that unless, I mean, even stupid people wouldn't. You have to be a Marxist in order to embrace that because that's what it does. It fundamentally transforms the United States into a Marxist utopia. But here's something interesting. Here's something very interesting. And you can find this story on LizWheeler.com. We're going to get this up today. So go over to LizWheeler.com and you can you can read more about this, see other pictures of this individual. A former aide for Congresswoman AOC is a self-avowed communist. Like just straight up admits it. This woman's name is Justine Medina. Justine Medina, she's 33 years old. She used to work for AOC. And she now, yeah, you can see it on the screen there. She is with AOC. She now serves on the executive committee of the New York State Communist Party. Like, does that give you the chills? Executive Committee of the New York State Communist Party. And it's not something recent. It's not something that she evolved into back in 2020 when she was working on AOC's campaign. This is less than three years ago, two and a half years ago when that campaign was happening. I guess two and a half to three years ago. This is what she tweeted. You can find this if you look on the Wayback Machine, the internet archive that I think we're all grateful for. This is what Justine Medina, the communist, tweeted. She said, well... I am a communist, but work for AOC. Can you imagine? Can you imagine a self-avowed communist? So you have to think about AOC. Think about the position that she's in here. If, if, or, or even hypothetically put yourself in the shoes of AOC. If you are a congresswoman and you are on the left, you are, you are say, quote unquote, just a Democrat, right? You're just a Democrat, you're just a liberal. And you find out that a member of your staff, a member of your campaign is an active identifying communist. If you are not a communist, what do you do? If you are not a communist, there is only one course of action. You separate that person from your campaign or from your staff. This would be without question. This would be a no-brainer. This would be obvious. There would be no other option, no other recourse. Obviously, that person would be separated from the campaign. The only reason AOC or any person in Congress would keep a self-avowed communist on their payroll as if they're also communist. Even if AOC doesn't say she's a communist, we know that she is. We know that she is. By the way, and this is what I said, you can go read this on LizWheeler.com. Justine Medina, as so many communists do, um, has a lengthy history of run-ins with the law. During the 2020 riots, the, the summer of rage, the Black Lives Matter riots, 
She was arrested multiple times for trying to deface a plaque of Donald Trump's father. A lovely, lovely individual. Um, of course, AOC is a communist. And of course, the head of marketing at Miller Lite that, who praised Black Lives Matter riots, who praised Barack Obama, who puts out this woke ad. Of course, she is acting as a Marxist. Therefore, we should not be surprised that this destruction of value of these big companies is not just the byproduct, the unintentional byproduct of wokeism. It is the deliberate plan of wokeism because wokeism is Marxism and Marxism is anti-capitalism. They want to destroy our free market. Okay, let's talk about the Durham report, shall we? How many years have we been waiting on this? It is a 320-page report, a 320-page report. Um, that's a lot of pages. Our team scrubbed through a lot of these pages today. And this is one of the most time-consuming parts of this job when we, at the, um, at, at, on very short notice, have an incredible amount of material to go through. So we've picked out some of the most pertinent, the most crucial parts, and I think we should talk about that today. That's what I want to talk about, is some of these points that, you know, you turn on CNN, you turn on MSNBC, you're gonna get a very different story. Let's just quote this report directly, and you can decide for yourself. Uh lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. Okay, the Durham report. What I find to be the most bombshell information, much of this... We knew the left just denied, but what I find to be the most bombshell piece of information in this entire report is the fact that in the lead up to the 2016 election, right, Barack Obama is in, is in the White House, his vice president is Joe Biden, the FBI and the Department of Justice were aware of Hillary Clinton's strategy to sabotage President Trump. The Obama-Biden administration was aware of Hillary Clinton's strategy to sabotage Donald Trump, and her strategy was to levy these accusations against Trump of Russian collusion, to accuse Trump of directly colluding with Vladimir Putin and Russian intel in order to rig the election, in order to unfairly win the 2016 election and become president of the United States. Let me repeat, Barack Obama and Joe Biden were specifically briefed by the Department of Justice, by the FBI, by the Hillary Clinton campaign on all of this. They knew about this. The man who is currently in the White House, in the Oval Office, Joe Biden, 
knew that the Department of Justice and the FBI were colluding with Hillary Clinton's campaign to tell lies about Donald Trump, and they knew they were lies. They knew that this was not true. They knew that this was completely false. Before we even get into the details of all the different allegations, this is the most mind-blowing piece of information. Because there's corruption in the administrative state all day, every day. It's an enormous apparatus. Not everyone knows everything that goes on. But to understand the level of corruption of Joe Biden, who is senile, we make fun of him for it, who is sometimes a kind of likable guy, not that I like him, but a likable personality as opposed to someone like Hillary Clinton who has an inherently unlikable presentation, an old guy that we make fun of, a kind of likable guy who goofs up what he says all the time. This is not someone that we should simply laugh at, roll our eyes at, be embarrassed about, or mock. This is a man who had knowledge of one of the most sinister acts of government abuse in our nation's history. When Obama's administration weaponized the power of the federal government to try to subvert the will of the people, our votes, they tried to overturn our votes. How dare these people pretend that January 6th was an insurrection, a threat to our democracy, when they weaponized a federal government that they had the privilege to serve in to try to deflate our votes, to try to steal our votes from us. And they knew these allegations were false. They knew that all the allegations Hillary Clinton was levying at Trump, they not only knew what she was going to do, they knew the content the substantiation or lack of substantiation for her allegations. This is what Durham writes. Neither the US nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. And nothing. It's actually mind boggling. Like I'm reading this and I'm almost speechless. We knew this, but now we know this. Durham says the FBI records prepared by Peter Strzok in February and March of 2017 show that at the time of the opening of Crossfire Hurricane, the FBI had no information in its holdings indicating that at any time during the campaign, anyone in the Trump had been in contact with the Russian intelligence officials. Durham says our investigation determined that the Crossfire Hurricane investigators did not and could not corroborate any of the substantive allegations contained in the Steele reporting. Let's stop there for just a second. The Steele dossier is the thing on which everything about the Russia collusion narrative was built. The Steele dossier is a collection of what turned out to be lies, it's just fiction, written by a man named Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele is a former British spy who was hired by Fusion GPS, an opposition research firm. Fusion GPS was in turn hired by a law firm that was hired by Hillary Clinton. It sounds like a convoluted chain because that's exactly what Hillary Clinton wanted it to be. She wrote 
in her campaign finance records that the money that she gave to this law firm that hired an opposition research firm that hired a British spy to write lies about Trump, she wrote that it was legal fees. She paid this law firm for legal fees. It wasn't legal fees. She paid this law firm to hire an opposition research firm in order to hire a former British spy to defame Trump. Not just to defame Trump, that would be gross enough, right? That would be like mudslinging, unethical mudslinging, just something that we would not accept. You would think we would not accept in a presidential campaign. But then the Obama administration took Hillary Clinton's lies and weaponized, weaponized the government against Trump using those lies as justification, even though, what did Durham say? The Crossfire Hurricane investigators did not and could not corroborate any of the substantive allegations contained in the Steele reporting. Why? Because Hillary Clinton knew that Christopher Steele was full of it. The Department of Justice knew that Christopher Steele was full of it. The FBI knew that Christopher Steele was full of it. The Obama-Biden administration knew that Christopher Steele was full of it, just like we all do. But they abused their power and they targeted Trump using that as justification anyway. This is what Durham writes. Based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we concluded that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. You think that using lies to target a, a first, a candidate for president of the United States who then becomes the sitting president of the United States in order to subvert to weaponize the government, to subvert our votes that put him in that position as president of the United States, you think that that's a breach of fidelity? Just a little, just a little tiny breach, a little tiny breach. Durham says the FBI personnel also repeatedly disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of that FISA surveillance while acknowledging, both then and in hindsight, that they did not genuinely believe that there was probable cause to believe that the target was knowingly engaged in clandestine intelligence activities on behalf of a foreign power. So he's talking about Carter Page. They knew that Carter Page was not a Russian spy. Of course he wasn't a Russian spy. Obviously he wasn't a Russian spy. They knew this and yet they repeatedly sought renewals of their FISA, their FISA warrant applications because they wanted to spy on the Trump campaign and Carter Page was their way to do it. They knew they were lying. So what I am describing is not just corruption, it's not just malpractice, it's criminality. The government does not get to spy on a private citizen without a justly obtained warrant. This was not a justly obtained warrant. This was a warrant obtained under knowingly, willfully false pretenses. The frustrating part of all of this, as we break this down, the frustrating part is that nobody, nobody who propagated this has been held accountable. Nobody who propagated this is in jail. Every single person in the Hillary Clinton camp, every single person in the Obama administration, from his vice president, Joe Biden, to the FBI and the Department of Justice, whether that's James Comey at the FBI, whether that's Bruce Orr at the Department of Justice, whether this is Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, every single person who knowingly prepared false statements, lied to a court in order to unjustly and illegally spy on a president to try to unseat him and subvert our votes should be in prison. In prison. I'm not talking, oh, let's deprive them of their pension payments. Let's fire them from their jobs. Let's, let's, let's scold them and make resolutions. No, they should be in prison. 
That's what they tried to do to the other side based on false allegations. How many guilty verdicts were they able to achieve? And not achieve, and I don't say guilty verdicts they were able to achieve. I don't say that um, assuming the objectivity of the juries that, that, that produced these guilty verdicts. Of course they were not objective juries. This was in Washington, D.C. This is part of why this plan is so egregious because it was so effective because the Hillary Clinton camp and the Barack Obama administration thought of everything. They knew that a false allegation could still render a guilty verdict if you try the person in Washington, D.C., where the jury's just made up of a bunch of radical leftist swamp creatures who work in Washington, D.C. But who is not in jail? Who is not in prison? Hillary Clinton and her people and Barack Obama and his administration and Joe Biden and James Comey, it's mind-blowing. It's not just a matter of justice in this scenario either. It's a matter of if we don't, one of the purposes of holding people accountable when they break the law is yes, to prevent them from doing it again, but also if we don't punish a crime, if we don't stop people from committing the crime, if there's no consequences for that crime, it emboldens other people to do the same thing. So the message that we have now sent as a country is, well, you might have your name appear in a 320-page report, but like, do you really care? So who else is gonna be emboldened to commit these same crimes? Technofog is a Twitter account and a Substack. If you guys don't follow this Substack, highly recommend. It's technofog.substack.com. He's been following um, and, and analyzing all of these investigations um, with really, really nitty-gritty detail for years now absolutely years now. And this is a point that he made on Twitter that I want to share. He said, the FBI and the Department of Justice restricted two investigations into Hillary Clinton during the 2016 election. One, the Clinton Foundation investigation, and two, illegal foreign contributions to the Clinton campaign. No investigative activities occurred for months. So it's both that they weaponized the power of the federal government against Trump using lies as justification, and also they protected Hillary Clinton when there were two very legitimate investigations into her foundation and illegal campaign donations that would benefit her presidential run, and the FBI knew about those and willfully put a hold on them because they wanted to give her an advantage. This is election meddling. This impacts the outcome of elections. And it certainly greatly impacted President Trump's term in office his ability to be effective as president. They handicapped him, which means they handicapped us, our votes, our voices. He, after all, was our representative in the White House. Chuck Ross is um, an investigative reporter, and he noted from this Durham report, too, that one aspect of the FBI's investigation, or they ended one aspect of the investigation, this is what he says, the FBI ended this aspect of its investigation after, quote, a long time and valuable confidential human source made an improper and possibly illegal campaign contribution to the Clinton campaign on behalf of a foreign entity. Okay, so Trump didn't collude with Russia. Trump's people didn't collude with Russia. But Hillary Clinton had a foreign entity illegally contribute money to her campaign. And the FBI just ended the investigation. Just ended the investigation. The FBI also knew that the Alpha Bank allegations, that story was completely false. In fact, Durham reports that 
while the agents, the FBI agents, concluded that this, this, this allegation that Alpha Bank was some kind of back channel to Russian intelligence that Donald Trump used to communicate with Vladimir Putin, even though the FBI knew this was false, FBI leadership overruled reality and truth and forced them to continue with the investigation of Trump anyway. Which brings us to Hillary Clinton's tweet of 2016. Let's bring this up. Let's bring this up. In 2016, I want to read this to you exactly. In 2016, on October 31st, mere days before the election, Hillary Clinton tweets, computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank. Hillary Clinton knew that this was false. She knew it was a lie. The FBI knew this was false. They knew it was a lie. The DOJ knew it was false, knew it was a lie. And Obama and Biden knew that it was false and knew that it was a lie. It's chilling, isn't it? It's totally chilling. And then, of course, we have Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff in 2018. Let's bring this tweet up as well. In 2018, let me look at the exact date on this tweet. On June 14th of 2018, Adam Schiff said, no deep state, no secret society, no anti-Trump cabal at the FBI, no evidence that political bias influenced decisions in the Clinton probe, no indication that Comey's errors of judgment did anything but help the Trump campaign, no vindication for the president. Durham found that the FBI agents who were spearheading Crossfire Hurricane, this investigation into Trump, were severely biased. They actually wanted to investigate Trump. They wanted, they invented reasons to investigate Trump because they so badly wanted to. Adam Schiff is a massive liar and he always has been. Now, of course, the motive here, the motive here, Durham notes that on July 2016, Clinton, Hillary Clinton, allegedly approved a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to tie Trump to Russia as a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server. So she knew that what she had done was so bad that she had to concoct an even bigger lie about Trump in order to distract from her criminal behavior. Even CNN today admits that the Durham report is a bombshell report that exonerates President Trump and is completely a smoking gun when it comes to FBI corruption. Take a look. This is CNN, for goodness sake. Take a listen. Uh, now an investigation that's four years in the making, and uh, we finally have the conclusions, uh, more than 300 pages uh, released by the Justice Department. Now, uh, it has now been uh, transmitted to members of Congress who also are going to want to bring John Durham in uh, to, uh, to review some of the findings. But the bottom line is this. The, uh, the investigation found uh, that the FBI failed in many, many ways, things that we already knew from a previous uh, Inspector General report. And I'll read you just a part of it, uh, 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 of John Durham's conclusion. He says, based on the review of Crossfire Hurricane and related intelligence activities, we conclude that the department and the FBI failed to uphold their important mission of strict fidelity to the law in connection with certain events and activities described in this report. This Now, of course, maybe that's a little surprising from CNN. I was a little surprised to see it. But over on MSNBC, if you want a dose of delusion, MSNBC had former FBI um, general counsel Andrew Weissman on. And this is just an, an, an example, an illustration to us. It's kind of eye-opening, actually, to recognize how deeply entrenched the deep state is in these intelligence agencies, that they justify their behavior. They actually don't think 
that they did what that what they did was morally wrong even if it was technically legally wrong because the ends justify the means they hate trump so much that they believe breaking the law was worth it take a listen to this so you were on the Mueller probe. I mean, what was it like to know that for four years, another one-time peer, and we should say Mr. Durham was at one time respected and regarded. He came in and did some important work following uh, the Bush years on the, regarding to Jason to the war on terror policies. What, what was it like to have your probe investigated for four years? So we were very aware, as I'm sure Pete Strzok and people at the Bureau before us were very aware that there was going to be an investigation of us. And you know what? Our view of that was fine. You know what? If you know what you're doing is done in good faith and you're obviously you could make mistakes. But if you our view was like, fine, if somebody wants to come in and second guess what we're doing and look to make sure we did something, that's fine. What's unbelievable about John Durham is he brought um, two cases that he lost. He seemed to say it was okay to bring a case, even though it was really thin and not really provable, as long as you have some other story. This was Bill Barr's argument, which was, oh, that's fine, because he was telling a more important story. That's not what criminal cases are for. Um, so there was just this real lack of substance to what he was doing. And when you have the IG already doing an investigation, talk about like a total... You know, you want to talk about a, a witch hunt or sort of real wasted resources. You know, there are a lot of things to investigate. There are a lot of things that can be useful in government. Um, if John Durham was really just doing an investigation to talk about what are better policies and practices mm -hmm. that the FBI could have and was depoliticizing it, I would have been all for that and said, great, you know what, there's no agency that can't use greater scrutiny. But this was trying to say that there's a big there there when, you know, there's no there there. Just let that sink in for a second. The people who committed this crime against us don't think that there's a there there. They think that what they did was morally justifiable. They think that what they did was acceptable. They think that what they did was okay in a representative republic, in what they like to call in our democracy. They think it was okay. This is what I mean when I say that we have to abolish the administrative state. We have to get rid of the opportunity for this corruption. Otherwise, we're never gonna win an election again. And if we do, then the president that we elected is going to be hamstrung by these evil creatures who will literally do anything to prevent him from governing the way that you and I want him to govern. Don't forget to visit our brand new website, lizwheeler.com. I'm super excited about it. I'm super proud of it, really. It's such a big step for us in what we are doing here together. You can find articles that the mainstream media doesn't want you to read. I'm talking information, studies about COVID, transgenderism, all the good stuff. There's also gonna be my research, analysis, sometimes script notes over there from these shows that we do together. So visit lizwheeler.com. Share it with a friend. Text it to a family member. Try to get the word out, lizwheeler.com. And leave me a comment on the website. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. If you find any kinks that needed to be ironed out, or if there's something that you especially do like, I'd love to hear about that too. lizwheeler.com. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 